This is The Rundown with Linnea Serrani on 77 WABC. You're not a phony, and you know why I like it? Because you talk from the heart. Wearing six-inch heels and always keeping it real. Now, here's your host, Linnea Serrani. To preside over war in Afghanistan. Two Democrats and two Republicans. I will not pass this responsibly on, responsibility on to a fifth president. I will not mislead the American people by claiming that just a little more time in Afghanistan will make all the difference. It's a great thing that but, we're getting out, but nobody has ever handled a withdrawal worse than Joe Biden. This is the greatest embarrassment, I believe, in the history of our country. Dominic Carter in for Lydia Serrani today. Lydia has the day off. Thank you for joining us here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. With me, the former governor of New York State, David Patterson. Good afternoon, Governor. Dominic, it's great to be with you. When I heard the six-inch heels part, I looked at you and thought, man, Dominic must be like four feet tall via six-inch heels on. The subject of Afghanistan. Again, Lydia has the uh, day off. We are taking your telephone calls this hour. The governor and myself, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. So, Governor, I want to start, and here is what I'm on fire about today. And maybe you can give me a reason that's logical and makes sense. But Afghanistan, right? And there is bipartisan criticism of President Biden as it relates to the withdrawal plan, right? We'll talk about it. But a simple question. I want you to explain to me. I want somebody in our audience to explain to me how is it that the former president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, is not allowed on Twitter, but the Taliban spokesman is able to post, and in some cases, real time. Governor, to you, to the audience, can you explain this to me? Well, I actually know the answer, Dominic. This is easy. Facebook is actually a subsidiary of the Taliban. So... They're part Mm. of the organization, you see. Mm. No, very seriously, this is the reason why the First Amendment privilege in our country is so powerful. Because if everyone has a voice and it's left to the citizen, to the listener, the viewer, to make their own decision about someone says, uh, then it's a whole lot better. Because once you start censoring people, then you have these situations such as the one you just described, which is kind of outrageous, that the Taliban, who are associated with al-Qaeda, who have nothing but mayhem that they would like to cause this country if they could ever get near us, is now speaking freely and saying things on Facebook that no one believes, like women are going to have a role in the government and they are going to respect those who worked with the previous government and all these things, until we're out the door, and then it's going to go back to a 6th century tribal uh, war zone. And uh, President Trump, who at times has said things he shouldn't have said, but who among us is any different, and at times exaggerates things, and who among us hasn't done that as well, is uh, not allowed to, to talk on Twitter. And actually, 
I think it actually makes him uh, more of a martyr to the people who support him than he might even really be because I, I don't see any reason why a former president of the United States should be able to speak on social media and, um, and let the public make its final decision. He said the election was stolen from him. The courts and uh, public opinion in the end refuted that. That's the way it should happen. It shouldn't happen why in that he's made to shut up forever and then we pretend that none of this happened in the first place. Okay, Governor Patterson, we're about to go to the telephone calls on Afghanistan. Dominic Carter in for Lydia Serrani today. Lydia has the day off. To say that this was a chaotic and poorly planned exit from America's longest war uh, would be an understatement. An understatement. Three Democratic-led Senate committees are vowing to investigate the Biden administration. What is going on with the president of the United States? Because, listen, whether you like Trump, whether you hate Trump's guts, he sent the signal of strength around the world. Biden is sending a signal that is the exact opposite of weakness. What is going on? So I think his original intent was laudable. He knew that we could wait 50 years and withdraw from Afghanistan and have the same result. The problem was if you wanted to be the one to make the withdrawal, you couldn't make the type of calculation that it's going to take that long for the Taliban to take over Kabul and basically all the major centers in Afghanistan. You have to be overprepared. So in other words, when he said we're leaving, he shouldn't have started withdrawing right away. He should have brought in more troops. Right. To right. let the Afghanis know that, you that we're leaving on our terms. Period. Secondly, remove the civilians first. Not after the military is leaving. You have to come back. That's when they brought more military people in to try to save the civilians. That made absolutely no sense. And then the third thing is, if you're going to do it, then you do it in a way that is uh, more deliberate than what he was doing because it turned out that both the president, although military advisors told him that the Afghanis were not going to stand up for their country, they were going to lay their weapons down and leave, just like the South Vietnamese did. But the South Vietnamese hung on for about a year and a half before the uh, Viet Cong took over in, uh, uh, in, in Vietnam in two, uh, 1974. Here, it was 10 days so they totally misread the situation. I think Biden's desire to put an end to this idea that it was in America's interest to be in Afghanistan and, and in a couple of years we'll have it all worked out. I think John Bolton, the former ambassador, has said it every time he talks. We were not in Afghanistan to try to change that country. They're basically in the Byzantine era. That's how they, they operate these days. We were in the country to keep terrorists from organizing there against the United States. Right. And that brings up, Governor Patterson, a, a bigger concern, a bigger concern that I have in terms of how will this expose us to a possible terrorist attack here? If you believe that we are displaying, illustrating weakness in Afghanistan as a country, it's going to come here to America. And I want to pick up on a point right before we go to the telephone calls of what you just said. And, Governor, th this is sheer incompetence. Incompetence. 
the Pentagon uh, press secretary, John uh, Kirby, has admitted he doesn't know how many Americans remain in Afghanistan. Are you kidding me? At this stage of the game, you you folks didn't put your, your ducks in a row before you started this operation? I mean, th- this is long-lasting for, for Biden. He's not going to overcome. Th- this is not going to be a fly, fly-by-night situation. And I, I, just, I just don't understand it. Are you surprised, Governor Patterson? We're going to the phones, but are you surprised I'm that actually, fellow Democrats are criticizing I'm actually him? surprised because he was taking a position that was different from what the military observers in Afghanistan felt. And one that, you know, certainly we could go on and on forever. And what he said was, I don't want another president to have to go through what my three predecessors went through. I thought that was very sincere. Everything about government, even military operation, has to be implemented. The discipline, the what if things go wrong, what do we do then? None of these types of recommendations came forward. It was just, we're going to leave. Uh, the uh, Afghanis, we train them. They know what they're doing now. They'll hold them off. And uh, if they ever give in, by that time, it'll be two or three years later. All of that was it all happened in 10 days. So miscalculation is not even the word for it. They just totally had an idea that history would probably uh, stare down fondly on, but mm. an execution mm. that may make them wish they never did it in the first place. Mm. Governor, I know you can relate to this. I, I, I mentioned to Lydia that when I don't have something good to say, I just go, mm. Oh, this is a total disaster. Let's go to the telephone calls. We have a lot of calls, Governor. Let's start with Jeannie in Queens. Good afternoon, Jeannie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good afternoon, Dominic, and good afternoon, Governor. I am so happy to speak with you both, and thank you so much for taking my call. I was just listening to Giuliani before, and I heard you mention that we should take back the base. And I think that's a fantastic idea. How will we get someone to do that? Because that's what I want to see. The commandos come and rescue everybody like they did at Entebbe and other places. And we can do it. We just have to have the nerve. And I don't know if Biden would have that nerve. And there seems to be a little arrogance here, to say the least, between him and Kamala that she's going off to Vietnam when we have this crisis. And they just kind of ignore things. And that's how they handle everything. They figure, oh, we don't do it going to work out our way you know if we don't do anything at the border eventually we'll get enough people in here to vote and um you know Jeannie you know Jeannie you said something that touched me because one of the other problems that we haven't talked about is the way the Pentagon and the White House press corps have acted oh yes we knew this was the case uh everything will be fine that kind of thing you know it, it 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 certainly seemed tone deaf for me which is not even the greatest criticism but does relate to this issue as if just because the polls showed that people wanted us to leave, it didn't mean that we were supposed to leave and be humiliated. Jeannie, we, we thank you for the uh, telephone call. Governor Patterson, before we go to the next call, what what happened to, and this is a point I made last night with the vice president, I thought it was supposed to be kumbaya. She will be the last person in the room before a major decision is announced. And she's deadly silent now. What What is happening, in your opinion? Well, I think that they do consult her, but I think that in her silence, 
may not be necessarily because they're not including her. It might be that she didn't really know that much about what they were getting into and doesn't want to share in the blame here, mm-hmm. which you can't blame a vice president for because it's not their decision. Mm-hmm. Let's go to uh, Angelo. Angelo's calling from Bayshore, Long Island. Good afternoon, Angelo. You're on Talk Radio 77 Good WABC. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dominic. Good afternoon, Governor. Good afternoon, uh, Angelo. You've got a lot of energy today. Oh, yeah, man. I am about to explode with this. I cannot believe how... I, I, I don't even have the words, but this guy is a moron. How do you allow this to happen after 20 years? My biggest complaint is all those men and women that were killed in that war for nothing now. For nothing. He just threw it all away. Their, their memories are gone. That that breaks my heart. Angelo, I, I don't think their service to our country can ever be uh, forgotten or, or written off. But, but I feel your pain. I feel your frustration. I think all of us feel exactly the same way. Let me add this, Dominic. I think that President Biden did value the service of the people who were there. And I think that he didn't want anyone else to have to die in a situation where we couldn't win, where the Russians had to leave there after they attacked Afghanistan in 1979. I think, though, what we're really talking about was just a total breakdown in communication and execution along the way that is now making this a humiliation rather than uh, a controversial withdrawal. Governor David Patterson and Dominic Carter here with you in for Lydia Serrani. More of your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC. The topic at hand, Afghanistan. And next half hour, I'll ask the governor about the transition in state government, a thing, a thing that, that a subject that he knows a thing or two about. Is about- there a transition in the state government? <laughs> no, I was on vacation. Did I miss something? That is coming up. And, of course, at 5 o'clock, cats at night with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, right here on Talk Radio 77, WABC. We've all seen the pictures. We've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen Afghans falling. That was four days ago, five days ago. What did you think when you first saw those pictures? What I thought was we have to gain control of this. We have to move this more quickly. We have to move in a way in which we can take control of that airport. And we did. I will say, when China watches this, they're so happy and they're laughing at us. They're laughing. The last two presidents of the United States, the current one and the former one, former President Donald Trump and the current President Joe Biden. Mr. President, and I'm here with Governor David Patterson. Mr. President, whether it was four or five days ago, the fact of the matter is you still were not prepared for this situation. So putting a time reference on it and getting angry because you're asked a question, what is that supposed to solve? So, Governor Patterson, when he, when when President Biden, and we're going right back to the telephone calls, 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. When he says that was four or five days ago, and what what's the point, Governor? Dominic, I think you know that I have several differences with President Trump. He, I, I've known him personally. I have some big issues with him, but I'm an honest man. 
the Chinese are laughing because this was just botched. And we had this situation in our control. And look what's happened now. So one for you, Mr. President. Let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's go to suffer in New York, my home county of Rockland County. Let's say good afternoon to William. William, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter, Governor David Patterson. I'm in for Lydia Serrani. Go right ahead. Yeah, God bless you both for all you do for us. Uh, three Thank quick you. points. Number one, I'm mad as hell, and I ain't going to take this anymore. Uh, number two, Biden, there, he is Pinocchio stupid. But his, his, the people who – he's the puppet, and the puppet masters, you got uh, Hussein Obama, you have Sanders, you have uh, all the puppet masters pulling his string. Uh, number three – they didn't do this on accident and stupidity. This is calculated, and they did this on purpose, and I'll prove it right now. Number one, during the election night, they, they kicked out the poll watchers, and they snuck in their fake ballots in the middle of the night. Number two, they're flying illegal aliens all over our country with COVID in the middle of the night, dropping them off in our cities and towns, and telling us to shut up and put on our masks. Number three— snuck our army out in the middle of the night. They didn't even tell the president of Afghanistan or the Afghanistan army we were leaving. They just snuck it out in the middle of the night, and that's their M.O. In the middle of the night, when the rest of us are sleeping, they're evil, and that's how evil operates. Well, William, you know, Governor William, um, whether you agree with everything he said, he, he made some very good points there. Well, I think William is kind of overcome by this type of a tragedy and what what he saw on television as he pointed out a man-made tragedy yeah i I, mean i don't i don't think that this was done deliberately you know i have always heard never ascribe a motive to what incompetence would explain incompetence yeah it was more and more like that i don't think they wanted this to happen okay so governor governor so then What's the point? Uh, let, let's cut. Let's cut through the chase. Uh, he ran, Mr. Biden, a Rose Garden strategy out of the basement of his home, uh, and because President Trump was seen as a very polarizing uh, a figure, and then he gets elected, and he puts Kamala Harris on the ticket. What's the point of running? I really, but I'm really curious about this what's the point of running to become president of the united states i know you ran in 88 i know you ran a couple of times meaning biden what's the point of running if you're going to do what you've done in afghanistan and open the door for terrorism right here in america particularly in new york i think he just thought that we would leave and the reason he didn't tell uh the government or or the military that he was leaving is he didn't want that that to get leaked to the Taliban that he was leaving. I understand that part. But but you have got to overarm when you're leaving a place, not underarm. It, it's like, you know, the arguments we've had about riots. If you have a strong enough police presence, it's hard to start to, to start a riot. Absolutely. After the riot starts, then the police are it's very difficult to come in and 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 and, and break that up. So. They just didn't do it. And now they're, you know, like everyone else that can't just get up and say, this is my fault. And and I'm really sorry I did this and I apologize. You have to hear 
all kinds of things that aren't related to the to the actual incident. But Governor, this is now part of Mr. Biden's legacy. This is going to be part of his legacy. And frankly, I I don't see how he could run for re-election. Given the situation, you may tell me as a Democrat that this is just a snapshot in time. Well, you know, I remember back in 1969, and this is hardly comparable, when it was a big snowstorm and Mayor Lindsay was unable to clean up the snow for three or four days. Mm -hmm. And he lost the Republican primary in uh, in I I, maybe was 68. It happened in 69. He lost Republican primary. He won by kind of becoming a Republican and a Democrat. But what I'm just sort of saying is this type of an incident, particularly because it's so graphic and the pictures of the people falling off the planes that they were trying to hold on to, is it's hard to overcome. And not only that, Governor, it confirms every worst thought that some Americans have had about this president, that he's too old for the job, that he's not ready for the job, and that really others are calling the shots. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Let's go to Dan. Dan is calling from Allentown, Pennsylvania. You're talking with Dominic Carter and Governor David Patterson in for Lydia Serrani. Go right ahead, Dan. Hi, Dominic. I uh, photographed the anti-communist jihad in Afghanistan in 1983 and 91. I uh, know a lot of people there, still have some great contacts. There is a valley 90 miles north of Kabul where 10,000 fighters, anti-Taliban fighters, and 100,000-plus civilians are defying the Taliban. What I want to let people know is that Representative Mike Waltz of Florida, a colonel in the Green Beret, a decorated Afghanistan combat veteran, is leading the charge to support these people. And uh, if there are any people out in your audience who are interested in trying to salvage some honor out of what is an absolute disaster, I would ask them to follow Mike Waltz of Florida and to support his activities. Hey, Dan, I've got a question. I've heard a little about this myself. Do you think that there is the military strength inside Iran right now, sorry, inside Afghanistan to uh, overcome the the Taliban takeover? I, all I know is that um, the Panjshiris have very good contacts outside of the uh, outside of the Panjshir Valley, outside of Afghanistan. Um, uh, the leader, Ahmed Massoud, son of the great Ahmed Shah Massoud, who I was fortunate enough to meet in 91, ha- uh, went to school at Sandhurst Military Academy in Great Britain. He, uh, his father was very close to the French. He has connections in Iran. He has connections in India. So even if our government continues to abandon the Afghan people, uh, there's a hope. There's hope that these people will be able to fight off the Taliban. They, they fought the Taliban from '96 up until uh, September 11th and beyond. So they have a history of. Uh, resisting the Taliban, but it is going to be really tough. The winter's coming on. There are refugees coming into the valley. There's going to be food shortages. Uh, it's going to be, and and there are fewer. Northern Afghanistan has fewer okay. free provinces than it did at the time of uh, uh, the Taliban takeover. So it's going to be really tough. 
Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Let's go to. Uh, that was an amazing governor. phone call down there. But before, I mean, that was some really interesting information. Before, but but governor, but the fact of the matter is, I don't see how the population is going to stand up and fight the Taliban. Well, you at, know, at wait, wait a minute. Let me just say the reason is because the Taliban itself doesn't really speak for all the people in Afghanistan. They're of more of not. a tribal warfare country where the different tribes run the country. Mm-hmm. They will just try to get along with the tribes. Now, if the tribes ever revolted for some reason but that's that I can't if. think of, it's a but big if. if they ever did, that would be very interesting. Before we take a uh, break, let's go to Elena calling from Scotts Plains, uh, New Jersey. Good afternoon, Elena. How do you see all the, uh, see this all playing out? Well, uh, Dominic, it's a pleasure, and Governor, we've spoken in the past, and I appreciate the opportunity. I want to tell you, everybody's angry, and and I, the first thing that comes out of people's mouths, we don't have a president, we don't have a vice president. That's one, miss, missing in action. Two, Biden, since he's walked into office, has basically set off bombs against his country, leaving the border open. To me, that signifies a bomb allowing enemy to come in from the the southern post. What he did in Afghanistan, he basically armed the enemy. And to me, that's against, not only against the interests of the Afghani people, but the Middle East and the United States. And how this man, whoever is pulling his strings, because I truly believe he, he didn't show up for a few days because, like everybody says, he's getting his treatment and they had him hidden away and the timing was off and... And uh, like I said, my, my, I have tears of anger when I see what I'm seeing. I think you know, I, we, we, I think we all do, Elena. I, I think I think that we all, it, it's it's horrible. It, it's it's disgusting. It, it's horrible. This is not the American way. I mean, and I'm sorry, Governor. You, you know, I try to call it straight. I'm not talking as a partisan. I'm talking to someone that says whether you're a Democrat or Republican, or independent or conservative, this administration screwed up. It's that simple. And and I, I just don't see, Governor, how they recover from this. I just don't see it. It is day by day becoming a, uh, a real problem, and nobody seems to— I mean, it, about the only thing they could do is change their minds and go back in and take the place over. About the only thing they could do right. that would—it would still be a blemish— Absolutely, uh, but but it, but at some point, uh, you you've got to show some some force, or as uh, can't believe I'm saying this, as President Trump said, the Chinese are laughing and they're planning for something a whole lot bigger and a whole lot more dangerous. It is 4.34, Dominic Carter in with Governor David Patterson. I'm in today for Lydia Serrani. Lydia has the uh, day off. Coming up, Governor, I want to talk to you about state government, but we have a lot of calls on Afghanistan. Sure. We will continue on that. For example, we're going to go to Leo in Westchester, and Leo says that the German media is making fun of America. We'll be right back. So you don't think this could have been handled, this actually could have been handled better in any way no mistakes no i i i don't think it could have been handled in a way that there we we're going to go back in hindsight and look but the idea that somehow there's a way to have gotten out without chaos ensuing i don't know how that happens i don't know how that happened so for you that was always priced into the decision yes i will say when china watches this they're so happy and they're laughing at us 
their life. It's a great thing that we're getting out, but nobody has ever handled a withdrawal worse than Joe Biden. This is the greatest embarrassment, I believe, in the history of our country. Dominic Carter in for Lydia Serrani here with Governor David Patterson. Governor, listening to Biden and Trump just now, what goes through your mind? We're going right back to the telephone calls. What goes through your mind? I refuse to answer on the grounds that it might incriminate me. (laughs) And you know what? I might answer the same exact way uh, if I were a top Democrat like you are uh, uh, in, in the position. Even Menendez in our area. Menendez, the senator of New Jersey, Bob Menendez, is saying that this process was flawed. I mean, it, it's just, it's, 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 let's go to uh, Mike in uh, Brooklyn, Governor. Good afternoon, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good afternoon, guys. Mike in Brooklyn. Um, but you know what? We'll, I, oh, we have two Mikes in Brooklyn. Okay. I was, I'm sorry, I was referring to the other mic, but go ahead, Mike, you're up, so go right ahead. Is that me? Yes, yes now sir. it's you. We have another mic oh, in Brooklyn, okay. the good, but the go good right ahead. Mike. <laughs> All right, listen, I don't want to get upset, but it took me 38 years to live with the fact that I had to drop off personal belongings to one of my comrade-in-arms to his family. For us to be, for us to pull out of this now, with our men who were killed, our men and our women, it's a disgrace. We, we've been neutered. What he did was just—I I can't get the thought out of my head anymore. Mm-hmm. He pulled everything out, left those people with nothing. It, it's wrong. It's wrong. This is wrong. I, I really can't talk anymore. I gotta go. Well, Mike, we we thank you, and and I'm sorry for the inner turmoil that you had to go through as far as getting your friend, uh, his family, their belongings. And um, but you know, sadly, Dominic, that was why Biden wanted to pull out. He was tired of seeing American men and women, uh, military officers, and. Uh, People overseas dying. But, Governor, but the that's, problem that's not going to fly. No, but, Nobody no, but, wants to hear that right now. You know yeah, what I no, mean? But, Go no, ahead. But, Go here, ahead. but here's the problem. The problem is if you're going to do something like that, and as uh, I said, as Ambassador Bolton has said time and time again, we were never there to save Afghanistan. We were there to save ourselves. The way we have left, as he said, has made it worse than it was when we started. Governor, I mentioned that we were going to Leo in Westchester County, so let's do exactly that. Good afternoon, Leo, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello, Governor and Dominic. Uh, thank you for taking my phone call. Uh, I spoke recently with my brother from Germany, and this is how the media, some media describing the situation. It's really upsetting. They said the self-proclaimed superpower just capitulated to a bunch of primitive partisans. And as a, as a sudden defeat, they gave them all the military equipment. They expecting uh, the, the station says they expecting the U.S. government is going to pay billions of dollars to Taliban just to get people safe out without the heading of U.S. citizens. Right. That's and how how world sees us these days. It's a shame. It's a shame. Right. Yeah. I mean, Leo's right. 
he is. He is. And and we both know, Governor, at the end of the day, that backdoor negotiations that includes millions of dollars that we'll never hear about. That's gonna be part of that's gonna be part of all of this. But we've already got to deal with the public relations uh black eye, the nightmare of how this has been portrayed, not just in this country, but around the world. You know, and and it raises the possibility of terrorism here at home. You know, Dominic, 42 years ago when the Russians went in there and tried to push the Afghanis around and they got run out of there uh, by, by people like Osama bin Laden, who was not even Afghani, I thought it was really funny. But the humiliation of this situation may actually be worse than what happened to the Soviets in 1979. Let's go to Manhattan. Let's say good afternoon, Governor, to Roger Roger, you are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Mr. Carter and Governor Patterson, uh, they did not retaliate against the Russians. Uh, actually, Russians, for strategic reasons, were there many decades ago, several decades ago. However, we went there and stationed ourselves uh, uh, basically at two bases, in order to protect America more than anything else. Exactly. However, now that we have left, instead of leaving behind approximately 3,000 troops on a regular basis, six months per soldier serving there, uh, and then uh, switching over to Germany, etc., because in Germany we have redundant numbers of troops, also in the U.K., 10,000, Germany, 35,000. What about Co South Korea, 30,000 redundant troops? Uh, what would 5,000 troops be there to serve the poor people of the good people of uh, Afghanistan as well as uh, uh, save our country from terrorism. Now we have to worry even fr uh, from our former friends there in Afghanistan because they could be forced by means of their family members being beheaded and uh, commit uh, uh, commit terrorism here mm -hmm. and other parts of the world against United States. Uh, interest. So we th we thank you, Roger. And his bottom line point is that the the refugees that are coming over, they could ultimately some turn on America. I mean, I I, I don't I don't know, Governor. Let let's see what Mike in Brooklyn, Mike in Brooklyn, what he has to say. Good afternoon, Mike. Welcome to Talk Radio hey. seventy seven WABC. Hey, Dominic. Uh, I'm honored to speak with you. I'm honored thank to you. Uh, speak with the uh, the governor. God Feelings mutual. Thank you. And um, I'm just wondering, uh, it seems like, are we heading into a point now uh, where we're going to have to give money to the Taliban uh, in order to get our American citizens back home? Mike, I you like must have ESP, because I was sitting here actually thinking about that a couple of minutes ago when Dominic was talking about the backdoor negotiations that we may have to make a deal may, with the Taliban. May. We have to make a deal with the <laughs> Taliban so we get out of there not looking like a bunch of, of well, I guess all the words I would use just we can't. belie the fact that we don't look like a strong superpower, as the German media said. 
Well, Mike, we uh, we thank you uh, for the uh, call. Dominic Carter in for Lydia Serrani here with Governor David Patterson. Coming up at 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock, must listen to radio. Our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, uh, Cats at Night. He's coming up. One of his guests will include... Uh, well, of course, Governor Patterson will be there, but the police commissioner of uh, New York City, Dermot Shea, Al D'Amato, a number of guests uh, for the hour program of John Katz. How long is it until 5 o'clock, Dominic? We are 14 minutes away. Because I think I'm going to have to have a drink. <laughs> it's 5 o'clock. <laughs> this situation is just, it's, it's hard for me to discuss it because people who I usually disagree with, I totally agree with them. Right. Totally. Right, right. We are taking your telephone calls here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. When you look at what's happened over the last week, was it a failure of intelligence, planning, execution, or judgment? Look, I don't think it was a failure. Look, it was a simple choice, George. When the, when the Taliban... Uh, let me back and put it another way. When you had the government of Afghanistan, the leader of that government getting in a plane and taking off and going to another country. When you saw the significant collapse of the of the uh, Afghan troops we had trained, up to 300,000 of them, just leaving their equipment and, and, and taking off, that was, you know, I'm not, this is, is that, that's what happened. That's simply what happened. It's a great thing that we're getting out, but nobody has ever handled a withdrawal worse than Joe Biden. This is the greatest embarrassment, I believe, in the history of our country. Governor David Patterson, Dominic Carter here with you in for Lydia Serrani today. Governor Patterson, let's go to John calling from Connecticut. Good afternoon, John. What's on your mind? Yes. Hey, Dominic. How are you? Hello, Governor Patterson. You know, I'm listening to you, and your show's always interesting. What I find kind of crazy is that Governor Patterson, he's trying to play both sides of the fence in the sense that, you know, he's trying to portray Joe Biden as someone who is compassionate, did what he did because, as, as one of the earlier callers who had to hang up because he was emotionally drained, and... Governor Patterson said, well, you see, the reason he's emotionally drained is the exact reason why Joe Biden did what he did. And that's just wrong. Okay? Joe Biden doesn't have compassion. He's not. Don't don't try to, you know, put him in a light where he's actually doing this from his heart. I don't believe he's doing anything from his heart, and I believe a lot of Americans feel the same way. Well, you might be right, John, but why did he try to take the— troops out of Afghanistan then? Why did he do that? Well, he did that because that had to happen. I'm not saying we didn't have to leave. And it's a shame that we had to leave and give it up. But as everyone has been saying, you know, he didn't have to do it this way. He did not have to leave all our armaments to the Taliban. He did not have to leave all these civilians. Had he followed his own advice, you know, his own advisors, Okay, John. You know, John, actually, I I think he's right about that point. I think he's right. If he followed his advisors, it might have been better. I think he just got this idea that we have to leave, and it really, the way it was done, you know, 
Barry Goldwater had a commercial back when I was a kid, and it said, in your heart, you know he's right. But I never really agreed with him, Barry Goldwater said. Mm -hmm. But if Donald Trump made that commercial right now, this could be as big a disaster as we've had in terms of the way we've handled the situation. Governor, we have someone on, on the line that you know very well, Scott Vanderhoff, the former county executive in Rockland County. Mr. Vanderhoff, are you there? I am, Dominic. How are you, sir? I'm I'm well. Now, you two ran as a ticket together, correct? You and Governor Patterson. Well, well we ran well, against each other, but uh, we, we probably had one of the best debates you've ever heard between lieutenant governor candidates where we really talked about right, issues that's right, that's and right. did not insult each other. A yeah, real absolutely. gentleman. And, and uh, one of the reasons I wanted to call in is I feel the same way about the Governor Patterson. He, I always enjoy hearing him. Uh, we had a great debate, and... Uh, uh, he, uh, one of the things I wanted to raise real quickly, because I know you're running out of time, but, you know, the greatest fault here, well, one of the greatest faults, in my humble opinion, is the failure to acknowledge a mistake. Exactly. One of the things I think, I think one of the things the governor and I have done in elective office is at least try to come out and be honest and straightforward with people. Because regardless of the, I mean, it's a disaster of, hum, of, of humanity. But at least come out, at least come out and say, look, we made a mistake. We didn't evaluate it right. I just, I just like to get the governor's comment on that. Yeah, you're absolutely right, uh, Mr. County Executive. And that is what this administration is going to suffer for, because as soon as the situation turned around, you had to come out there and say that. And who knows how long, if ever, they'll ever acknowledge that they just botched the situation up. Former absolutely. And Go ahead, former county yeah. exec. Go ahead. No, I just, I just think for for all of those folks who watch nightly and see that this is an un, you know, it is a complete humanitarian disaster, and the president to, to recover anything has got to say, look, we misjudged, we we did not do it properly. I take the blame. He started to at one point, but he has not come out, and I think he loses more Americans that way than almost anything. Couldn't Mr. have said it better. Uh, thanks so much, Scott. It's so good to talk to you after all this time. And I look forward to seeing you in the county. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, coming up at 5 o'clock, the great John Katsimatidis, I know he doesn't like when I say that, but uh, Cats at Night uh, with a lot of guests. Mr. Katsimatidis, how are you this afternoon? I am well, and, you know, 5 o'clock show is the new number one uh, show in uh, New York. Uh, there you go. We're doing great between 5 and 6 now. And... Uh, we got uh, Commissioner Dermot Chase coming on. The police commissioner? Uh, wow. Al Alphonse uh, D'Amato. Senator D'Amato. And uh, who else do we have? Uh, Judge we Weinberg. Judge Governor Weinberg. Patterson. Absolutely. Well, Senator D'Amato's coming on. That should and account for Dr. half the Mija time of the show. And, well, we can uh, ask him to talk, go, go, go get some coffee, come back, and he'll still be talking. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he is. A, he's great. And uh, also we have... Uh, uh, an, an analyst on uh, what's going on with the restaurants that they have to demand uh, a vaccine certificate. Right, the vaccine and, passports. Right. And Dr. Mihalos to give us an update on what's going on in the vaccines and the whole virus community. That is all coming up. Cats at night at, at, at 5 p.m. John Katsimatidis, the owner-operator of WABC. Right now, I'm here in for Lydia Serrani with Governor David Patterson. Governor, let's try and get through uh, as many calls as we can in the next two minutes to uh, Martin in New Jersey. Good afternoon, Martin. What's on your mind? Hi. Uh, happy birthday, Barack Obama. This was uh, Biden's president to, present, birthday present to Obama. 
This was not any mistake. This was not any of that. This was done purposely. Joe Biden and the Democrat Party are out to destroy the United States of America. The result of this, the end result, is that Taliban in 24 hours after 24 year, 20 years of trying to create a democracy, the Taliban turned it into a Muslim nation, which by right it should be. It is a Muslim nation. Plus, you're going to have thousands, I don't know, thousands of uh, Afghan nationals, Muslims coming to the United States. Again, nothing wrong with that. I'd rather have them than illegal immigrants coming in from Mexico. This was done purposely by Biden, by Pelosi, by Schumer, by the Democrats who hate the United States. And their stated goal is to destroy the United States of America. Well, this Martin, was not a mistake. We thank you for the call. I can't see how an American president would want this as part of their legacy. Let's do one last call, Governor, before Cats at Night start. Tony in, in Manhattan. Good afternoon, Tony. You've got 30 seconds here. Tony, are you with us? The follower and the leader. The leader was Trump. At the beginning of his term, he told that kid from North Korea, if you try to mess with the United States, you're going to be sorry and the whole nation. And look what this dummy did. Right. Well, uh, Tony, thank you. Strength. He's talking about strength, strength from Trump. And I really believe that this situation would have played out differently, uh, Governor Patterson, under President Trump. We are out of time, Governor. We are out of time. Well, but the President great Trump show, bombed Afghanistan, the, so we're sure that The great show that that is coming up right now. Cats at night with the owner-operator of WABC, John Casamitidis. Stay with us, folks.